0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning morning to you. Good morning! Welcome to Breakfast with Ked. It is Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. We're brought to you, as always, by the great people of today's dentistry. The people of today's dentistry are the best at what they do. All you have to do to make an appointment is call them. It's just that easy. 317-849-849. 2933. If you're one of those people who likes to go to great lengths to vet your your dental care, your health care workers, I don't blame you, but take my word for it. I'm a 27-year veteran of today's dentistry's practice. You can trust them. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about Nate Bjorkren. He is going to be a different kind of cat from the previous Nate. Nate McMillan. He did things a little bit differently. I like Nate McMillan a lot. Really, really good dude. I thought he was a good coach, but really different from uh, this other Nate. This other Nate, he, uh, he wants uh, to move the ball. He wants to take more threes. He wants to be disruptive defensively. He won't get locked into rotations. He wants to take risks, and he wants to improve the communication level with players. That's different from Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan walked in, expected guys to be professionals. They didn't need to be coddled. I don't necessarily equate communication with coddling, but being a little bit more peer oriented, we'll see if that uh, we'll see if that works or see if that doesn't. But Nate Björkrin is going to be—I'm not going to say a breath of fresh air, but a breath of different air from Nate McMillan. Uh, I like Nate Björkrin just as I liked McMillan just kind of in different ways. So there you go. Let's talk about a, a trade. We talked to him on Zoom for a long time yesterday. Seems like a really good dude. Although, I got to tell you, I am getting, I and I love uh, Kevin Pritchard, another really good guy, but I'm getting a little bit tired of Kevin Pritchard saying that every time the team does something, people in a conference room high-fived one another. You know, oh, when we got this deal done with Bjorker and it was high fives all around. When we got this deal done for Malcolm and it was high fives. When we got the, stop high fiving each other and win a championship for God's sake. Win a championship when you raise a banner, or a uh, high five when you raise a banner. Let's go. Goodness. How come it's always high fives when you get somebody and not when you lose somebody? It was high-fives all around. We fired Frank Vogel, and it was high-fives all around the conference table. You know, we traded this guy to hell out of town. It was high-fives everywhere. (laughs) You know, it's only high-fives when you acquire somebody, which was the direct result of firing somebody or trading somebody out of town. So, come on. Uh, A bizarre, I think, uh, this is silly season for NBA kind of bloggers and and sports journalists, and so they're proposing all kinds of wacky trades. And one of the wackier trades is a three-way deal with the Golden State Warriors and the, uh, the Denver Nuggets where the Pacers would send Victor Oladipo and Doug McDermott along with Miles Turner. Miles Turner would go to the Golden State Warriors. The other two would go to Denver. They would also send the 2022 first-round pick Lottery Protected out. Like the Pacers Pacers never finish inside the lottery. They're not going to finish inside the lottery, but what they're going to get back is Andrew Wiggins, Jeremy Grant, and the Golden State Warriors' number two overall pick. Now, I like the number two overall pick, despite the fact that this is a wacko draft. Not a great draft. You don't really know what the hell this draft is going to bring. And it, it, But getting Andrew Wiggins, that's a non-starter for me. I don't want Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, how about this? His closest comp, according to probasketballreference.com, is Danny Vrains. And what he's going to cost you over the next three years is an average of $31.5 million per. He is not a good shooter of any level of shot. Not from threes, not from twos, not from foul shots, and he's not a very good defensive player. What the hell are you getting? What, What is it, Jeremy Grant for three guys? One who could become an all-star, the other who has been an all-star, but is coming back from an, an injury and a guy who really kind of underachieved as an Indiana pacer last year, but has it in him to be a pretty good kind of a, a J.J. Reddick-type shooter uh, of the basketball. And, and, I mean, J.J. Reddick-type, if he could be J.J. Reddick. You know what? That'd be that'd be a win-win-win. He would love to be that Doug McDermott. Uh, but uh, that trade—if you're getting Wiggins back, you're really putting yourself in a bind from a salary cap perspective. I am not taking on that contract with that level of productivity. I'm not paying thirty-one and a half million dollars for Danny Franks. You out of your minds? What are we doing, uh, Indiana? A six-point uh, dog. On Saturday against the 8th ranked Penn State Nittany Lions. Now if I were a gambling man, I would say, okay, Indiana at Memorial Stadium against number 8, there is no way they cover the 6. There's no chance. Taking Penn State and giving 6 points is like an automatic, right? But this is a weird ass season and I don't know what this game is going to bring. I don't know what this season is going to bring. So I'm laying low. In college football, especially in the Big Ten, for the time being. Big Ten openers this weekend. We'll see what Indiana is able to do against Penn State. Of course, we'll be rooting for Indiana. And of course, we don't bet against Indiana. I had an opportunity to bet against Indiana last season. Where I had some pretty good information that really changed the line significantly prior to the game. And I did not act on it. Because I won't root against Indiana. That's idiocy. I could have won a lot of money. Uh, in Rulog, does he belong in the Ring of Honor? We put a poll out in the field yesterday, almost 1,000 uh, votes. So that makes it statistically, you know, relevant. Uh, it's, does he belong in the Ring of Honor? If, if they had the halftime ceremony today, would you cheer, boo, or go get a beer and, and kind of lay out of, of the response, not worry about it? Uh, cheer 52.8%. Boo, 10.4%. Yikes. What the hell is the matter with 10.4% of you people? You can stay in your seats and boo Andrew Luck being, you know, placed in the ring of honor. Goodness. Uh, Go get a beer, 36.8%. You know, my God. Andrew Luck played hurt a lot. He played with a ruptured kidney. He, 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 He did a lot here. He went to the playoffs four times. He went to the Pro Bowl four times. He was 4-4 four four in the postseason as as a starting quarterback here. It, it's not like he is some kind of enemy of the people, for God's sake. If he went in, if they pulled off Jim Harbaugh's name and put Andrew Luck up, I'd be all good with that. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like you've got guys up in that ring of honor that you, you scratch your head and say, "Huh?" like Harbaugh, Harbaugh was a part-time starter here. During his four years from 94 to 97, and he rang up a 20 and 26 record as a starter. What the hell are we talking about? How is this guy in the ring of honor? I know the 95 Colts were, you know, thrilling, right? But they were thrilling in part because of the deficits that Harbaugh created. Before then, the, uh, the Colts found a way to come back from the dead. So there you go. Uh, the Rays they won Game Two last night, six to four. So the over the over covered, and uh, Brandon Lowe two home runs got his swing fixed, and that's a good thing. I want the Rays to win this thing. The Rays have spent like no money. I love the way they're doing business. The Rays. Let's talk about Pat Chambers, uh, who was until yesterday the head coach at Penn State. Uh, he resigned because he needs he needs he and his family need a psychological reset. He said, um, "What he did, uh, and and the reason for this internal investigation of Penn State basketball is he in talking to a kid, one of his players, he alluded to uh, a noose. Uh, the African American player took offense because a noose." is a racially charged image. And so uh, Chambers, uh, I'm assuming, meant nothing racially insensitive by it. But these aren't the times that we live in. We've got to begin to understand, and by we, I mean coaches, and I'm not a coach, so I have no idea why I say we. You, all right, or managers of, of businesses, departments, what you've got to realize is that it's not what's in here that gets you in trouble it's what that person hears that gets you in trouble when they infer that becomes problematic and that's the important issue if they take umbrage uh employees uh, people in your charge players take umbrage over what you say it's problematic so you have to be very clear in what you think and what you believe, and very uh, you've really got to embrace the fact that it's not about what you say, it's about what people hear, and those can be two entirely different things. And if you don't respect that point of differentiation, you are going to get fired, or you are going to uh, be mandated to have a reset in your career. That's how this works. And and you need to embrace it sooner rather than later because, like I said, if you don't embrace it now, that lesson's going to be taught at some point and it's not going to be very pleasant. And that's the way it is. So these this is not 1975 and All in the Family is not the number one uh, show on TV. These are different times and we've got to develop empathy and we've got to understand that this people, it's not water off a duck's back. It used to be, I remember going to a bar, right, with a friend. And I wrote about this uh, last night as I was writing about Patrick Chambers and and him leaving Penn State basketball. Um, and, And we're talking to two girls. One of the girls, my friend, is dating. And the other girl says that she went to Purdue. So what are you going to do? As an IU guy, of course, you know, you kind of unload sort of that tired old bag of jokes about the Boilermakers and West Lafayette and Purdue this and Purdue that. And they walked away, and I thought they went to go get another beer. And then they're gone for a long time. And I said, hey, where did they go? So we looked for them. Couldn't find them anywhere. They left. The girl was upset because i had chastised her university and so i i asked my friend i said don't people know not to listen to me why why is she listening that's not we i learned from that it's what people hear it's not what you say that is an important distinction and and like i said you better get used to it because those those are the days we live in and that's the reality of who we need to be as we communicate with others need to put ourselves in their shoes and be empathetic about what they interpret as our feelings to be oh let's celebrate some birthdays the great thomas p light celebrating a birthday are you kidding i'll tell you what not just a great guy and and not just a hilarious human being but he sings like an angel he does. Uh, Michael Beeson, happy birthday. James Mackey Jones, who is going to be at Memorial Stadium this Saturday watching his son Caleb play left tackle for the uh, Indiana Hoosiers. Mike Hartsock, happy birthday. Julia Louch, happy birthday. Eric Terry, Greg Weedman, happy birthday. Randy Brown, uh, La- uh, Landon Martin, happy birthday. Jason Feldgraber, the owner of Camp Menominee up in Eagle River, Wisconsin. And if you're ever looking for a great summer camp for your kids. My God, Camp Menominee in Eagle River is fantastic. I was a ca- uh, counselor there. Absolutely love that place. David Scott, Phil Boyce, and Daniel Oud. happy birthday if today's your birthday you celebrate. Like hell, if it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Just be nice to people. And as you talk to them, understand it's what they hear. It's not what's in your brain. It's what's in their brain that counts. Come on, let's go. A little bit later today, and we'll post it this morning, talking to Jacob Eason and then talking to the quarterbacks coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Cannot wait to have this conversation. Uh, Marcus Brady joins us. So, you know, it's bye week, and we all want to know how Jacob Eason's doing, how he's developing. You'll hear it from uh, Jacob Eason and Marcus Brady coming up just a little bit later this morning. Cannot wait. Wonderful people.